When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. And I say we, I'm not back with Brandon for this episode. I'm actually back. And if you follow us on social media on Facebook and Twitter, if you don't, go ahead and follow us on those two platforms. But I'm actually back with the one and the only Clint Thompson. Super fan. Super fan of the show, Clint Thompson. Yes, And, and yes. Brandon's number two. Uh, I, I, I've, I've helped Brandon over the years coach youth uh, youth basketball as assistant coach. Uh, helped him coach football as an assistant coach. Yeah. And you were, I guess, the first call for a replacement when Brandon couldn't make it tonight. So Yeah, so Brandon had actually a family situation that came up, and we knew we had to record a podcast, an episode. We had to get one taken care of. And so we scheduled today, and he's like, yeah, I can do that. Does Brandon ever do this to you? He was like, yeah, I got that. I can do that. And then he's like, literally today, he said, hey, man. I can't do it. Hey, I can't do it. But we actually had you scheduled to come on the podcast anyway as a guest. That that makes my heart happy. Thank you. And so, and I was just like, well, yeah, that's fine. Me and Clint got it. We got it, buddy. We can take care of it. And so, obviously, I text you. That's why I text you today. Well, the thing is, like, when it comes to, you know, the the Asheville Athletics Facebook Live, I'm kind of your number two here lately anyway. So it's just, number two. I'm, I'm number two. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie. Yes. Highly, highly, that's not our recommendation, but I do highly recommend uh, Austin Powers. So I've I've got. I don't know, man. You know, this is a weird time that we're living in right now. That's very weird. But what what makes it even crazier is that I just downloaded, and I don't mean to make a lot of all the other stuff, but this is this has blown up my world. I just downloaded iOS 14, the public beta, mm-hmm. for the new operating system for the iPhone that's coming out in a couple of months. Sure. And did you see my home screen? I have not. Okay, here, just look at it. Hold on, let me look at it. What do you see? The weather thing's at the top. That's, but, that's but, a widget But describe at the top. it. It's a widget. Yeah. It covers up the first two rows of apps are supposed to be there, but it's one right. giant thing that covers two rows of apps. Right. And you can put as many widgets on here as you want. Plus, you can like hide home. You can hide pages. So, like that page right there, I can hide, and it is. It has made my life so much better. You want me to tell you something that's probably going to really make you mad? Tell me. You could probably do that with Android. Oh, look, look. (laughs) So I've got a really good buddy of mine who I work with, who I coach with, and I actually don't know if he listens to the podcast or not, but well, you should fix he that. is he is Android everything. I used to be before I got my current job, and they provided me a phone and said, hey, here's it's your phone, iPhone. and it's an iPhone. We're going to pay your bill. And I said, hey, I will let you pay my bills, <laughs> and I will gladly get rid of my Android. So yeah. I've been an iPhone guy ever since. So Well, you can. I know you can. You can do so much stuff oh, yeah. on I Android. Mean, it's so customizable. Right. And I'm And I'm not an Android hater. I'm not. Right. I'm just. It's different. It, it takes a minute to to switch from one to the yes. other, though. It really yes. does. So but once you're in it, it's easy. The reason I'm iPhone, I'm an iOS guy, 
is that I I do everything on a MacBook. Well, so. and, and that's kind of where I'm at too because I've got a MacBook as well. I've got Apple TV. It's so easy just to screen. They mirror. communicate with one another yeah, so and, easily. And it's just yeah. hey, I want to see this on my TV. Boom, there it is. Yeah. So it's really neat. Yeah, it's it's really nice. And it's not that Android can't do that stuff. It's just that with Android there's some compa- compatibility problems. Sometimes right. you don't know if if like Samsung makes a TV that will communicate with your phone or right. if Vizio, you know, so it's just sometimes it can get a little complicated with Android, but with Apple, you know every product's going to communicate with another product that you get. Sure. And that's just why it makes it easy. But we're not, I'm not here to Welcome talk to about... Welcome to Tech Talk with Nick yeah, Wilson. Yeah, I'm not here to talk about... And, and look, guys, I know I'm going to get people out there that are going to, they're screaming in their car listening <laughs> to this or they're screaming with their headphones on or whatever. I'm not trying to push Apple. I'm just saying that those are the reasons I enjoy Apple products and I'm having fun. By the way, look at my look at my lock screen. Hold on. That's awesome, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Uh just a just a guy that Clint and I both know. He's Oh, he's been on, on the podcast. He, he's, what? No, he hasn't. Who is that? Murphy. I thought that was Kevin Moore. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's Murphy. Oh. Yeah. Whoops. So gotcha. now you have to, when Kevin listens to this, now you have to explain to Kevin why you think he looks like David Murphy. Well, this is what happened, Kevin, if you're listening to this. Uh, Nick is on the far side of the table, and he told me, this is where Brandon usually sits. This is where I want you to sit. So he wouldn't let me sit any closer. So and I need my eyes well, checked. Well, we've got so. a social distance. Sure. Yeah. Sure, we'll call sure. it that. Yeah. <laughs> but so that's, and then you add on top of my whole, I don't know, that's just my nerd out that I've recently experienced right. and then with work it's just been crazy man I know you've actually experienced some interesting changes at work too right? yeah uh, well ours we've been considered essential where I work so some things changed as far as like our hours of operation and we kind of staggered the schedules to yeah. help with the social distancing but for the most part nothing really changed for us I've got an extra day off right now because we're working four, four tens four days a week ten hours a day and that's been kind of nice, but, man, you sit, you know, where you're at. You know, imagine just sitting at a computer for 10 hours straight. I mean, there's some get up and walk around and do some other stuff, but the majority of my time is at a computer. So, See, it, that's it crazy. Just, it just drags. That is crazy because, like, for instance, today I got here. We, we're working late right, right now. We've got practice well workouts start at five thirty right now we we had a different schedule back in june now we've transitioned to sports specific workouts and practice and so right now we work out at five from five thirty to six thirty practice from six thirty to eight thirty mm-hmm. four days a week monday tuesday thursday friday off on wednesdays so i don't get into the office until i don't get to school until anywhere between 10 and 12 on any sure. given day today i got in at eleven fifteen. I was here for ten minutes, and then one of my one of my, the one of the other coaches, the head baseball coach, actually, he was here cutting grass. He and I went and grabbed lunch, came back, took care of some paperwork for about two to three hours at the computer. Actually, two hours at the computer. Had a meeting. Had another meeting. Then had to get ready for practice. Sure. So I'm everywhere. You know, right. I'm up, down. I'm never at the computer for more than five hours a day, which well, is nice. Right, yeah. You know, that's well, – and you're right. It does make time go by faster. Oh, it does. Uh, see, that was kind of the thing, you know, up until uh, – and, and, and for those of you that don't know, I am a co-host on a podcast as well. Uh, you can go, go ahead, plug, plug the podcast. Po- plug the podcast. It's the Ham and Spam Retro Review. We talk about old video games. Uh, here lately, it's just been almost – 
talk or go home esque. We actually kind of gave you guys a shout out on an episode, yeah. and we're like, you know, we're almost talk or go home. We got to stop. We can't do that format. <laughs> so um, y'all could. Well, I mean, we, y'all, I y'all we are could. two different guys. Yeah, maybe, but still, you know, y'all y'all kind of got the got the the area on. Well, the, it's not like we've cornered the market. <laughs> now we've cornered the market in terms of podcast produced within a 10 mile radius sure sure of, exactly of here, that's but, what i'm going by <laughs> yeah yeah but um i don't know where i was going with that i just totally that's okay out. that's okay i was going to ask you to piggyback off of your essential you know oh, your essential status okay i know where i was going with that um working at work you know in spreadsheets and and, and documents and everything all day for 10 hours is is garbage but <laughs> Whenever, whenever I'm doing a podcast or a YouTube video or you know helping with with actual athletics or whatever, it's fun. You know that kind of that kind of stuff's fun. Yeah. So it's a different kind of computer. So I, I could stay in front of the computer and just edit, you know, our show or you're our creative. YouTube. I don't feel like I am, but but you are. But when I talk about things like that, I am. So you are. Yeah. Because it took me. That's interesting. You say all that. It took me a long time to realize that I'm a creative person. Mm-hmm. I have this desire to want to, to want to like math, to want to be able to sit at a computer and play with Excel and enjoy it, or to go and do math problems mm-hmm. and figure out, you know, and be an engineer. I, I'm my brain is not wired like that. See, I'm and a math guy. See, I'm not. I'm I'm a I am a creative person in almost the truest sense of like everything has to have a theme. You know. There has to be a story in everything I do. It's and what what's the true meaning of X Y Z? So, right. well, see, and I was and, not good in math. See, That's, I can kind of do that, but I would prefer like it's got to be very structured in a way. Like in, any document that I do, it's very structured to a certain extent. Yes, I mean you've seen some of the stuff I've sent you for for you know our like youth our the youth other stuff. day. Yes, yeah. um, even though word correct went from prom p r o n e to p r a. WN, the shrimp versus the shrimp, being on, the being Australian on your shrimp. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Prom. yeah, that's just just the way just the way things work. Now, I'm I would argue I'm also even though I am creative, I'm organized. Oh yeah. Now this room at the moment <laughs> is is bugging me, but it's definitely not the worst I've ever seen it. It's just we're kind of in the middle of a transition right now. The studio is, but yeah. I would argue I'm an organized person. I don't know. Do you think I am? Oh, yeah. I think so. Um, I mean, but it's also like an organized chaos in a way. My dad used to be that way. Yeah. He was a mechanic, and uh, he would, he would like, take, you know, a half-inch wrench and, and we, on the ground somewhere. And I'd ask him where it's at. He goes, so they're on the ground beside this, this, this. Make sure you put it back there because that's the last place I remember it. So it would <laughs> never go back where it's supposed to. It goes back where he had it last. Where he remembered it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, and, you know, it's almost kind of a, a transition you know, a bit into the topic that we're going to talk about because um, our topic today is interests that you thought you would never have or things you would never do. So, you know, I've already said mine. Well, well, kind true. of, not really. But. Well, like my dad was a mechanic. He, he was the type that always used to drag me out of bed at six thirty on a Saturday after a football game. Say, hey, we're going to go work on this car. We're going to go do this. We're going to go bail hay. Whatever. Hated it. As a 16, 17, 18 year old kid, hated it. Now I look back and it's like, man, that's the best thing in the world he could have done for me. And now, you know, I'm I'm a father and I've got a almost twelve year old. He'll be twelve in two weeks. I know what my dad was going through with me. Oh my goodness! Like I just want to just wring his neck sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, but um, interest, Nick. I I'll mean, let I'll let you start. I think you 
know exactly <laughs> what you're going to talk about. Well, a little bit. A little I feel bit. like you've got to get it off your chest. Well, maybe. Um, you know, there's. You made fun of me about an interest the other night. I'm becoming an old man. I'm. I'm, I'm going to be 36 <laughs> at the end of the month. You are not. You're not old. <laughs> well, you you even said I was becoming an old man because I was really, really ecstatic about buying a deep freeze. Yes, I did make fun of you, you for did. getting excited about buying. That is true. Well, yeah, given yeah. given you know the, the current situation and everything, you know, it, it's a good thing to have a deep freeze to be able to store you know extra food, meats, whatnot. And we've got a small one. You sound so much. You sound so much like a middle-aged dad. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Until go ahead. I start wearing white New Balance shoes, I'm out of that realm for for those the time really being. like the. I don't even know what model those. It's like four forty nine like or the Nike Monarchs yeah, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm super excited. I ordered a deep freeze, and I'm super excited about it. Now, what's the size? Uh, it is seventeen and a half cubic feet, I believe. Wow, those numbers mean nothing to me. <laughs> It's big enough to hide a body in. How about that? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah that's that. You could lay down in the it. The one at home that we've got at the house is about that size. Yeah. Uh, but just things like that. I mean, you, you you grow up and you're like, oh, we got a deep freeze. I don't need a deep freeze. You don't think about it. Um, mowing the grass. Love mowing the grass. Like It's like a dad thing. I mean, this might as well be called a dad podcast. I, I love mowing the grass. Like, the lines aren't right. I'm mad. You know, I'm teaching Maze how to mow the grass. And he does a pretty okay job. But then I'm going to As in there, straight, right? As in straight. Oh, gosh. <laughs> You sound like you've had that conversation before. With, with, yes. I, I'm i a guy, I will take extra time to cut grass if I know it's going to be straight. Yeah. So, I was telling you about Coach, right. Coach Hawk. Right. I'm just going to call him out. <laughs> cut. He cut the practice field today. He cut the baseball field, practice field, and game field. That practice field, man, looks like, it, wet, they're just waves. Waves. And I'm, and I'm going, we went out what there to, to the condition world? today. I'm going, Paul. What what happened? Were you fighting off a spider or a bird or a monkey? And it's just like, what, what, what do you mean, man? What are you talking about? We do, it cut, isn't it? It's cut. So, cut, like, cut good, man. Take oh, some pride I, in your that's work. My, that's my OCD. That's well, like this table right now is. Huh. Well, you know, Wednesday we come up. And we had we had the meeting. The youth coaches got yeah. together with yeah. the high school coaches and we're trying to trying to get together on you know building hashing some stuff out right and, and building the program you know literally from the ground up when the youth as they get older. Yeah. Well, beforehand, it wasn't raining, and I noticed that Coach Hawk was down here at the baseball field, and he went around the field a couple of times, and then as and uh, as I was coming in, he was going up because it's getting ready to rain. Well, as I passed by the road that goes around the school over here, I looked, and there's a strip right down the middle mm-hmm. of the outfield, you know, going from left field to right field, mm-hmm. or, yeah, left field to right field, and it's not straight at all. <laughs> and it's like this right here, like a snake went down it, and I'm like – Maybe he's just checking to make sure the blades are good and sharp. I don't know. It made no sense. So I, I, that you that is, said that, it reminded me of that. That's hilarious. That doesn't so, surprise me at all. Um, but, you know, going back to kind of our theme, our topic here, um, like I said, Dad always tried to make me understand a little bit about mechanic work and um, learn some stuff. Change a tire, change an alternator, check a battery, just little things. Never in my life did I ever think I'd ever actually use it. But now that I've gotten older, I'm like, man, this stuff's expensive. I'm going to do it myself. Yeah. And, you know, I even did the same thing with, like, woodwork and stuff. You know, I've, I've built a deck, working on a porch right now, um, all this stuff. And it's just, it's, in a weird way, it's really relaxing to 
go out there, work with your hands, work with some power tools, and, and go out and create something with your hands. Do you think because it's so different from what you do on a daily basis for 8 to 10 hours? It could be. It, it's just cathartic in that it's so different? It could be. I mean, I, I can absolutely see that because you take a construction worker that does exactly what I'm doing in my free time. He does it for a living. He probably doesn't want to do it when he gets home. He probably wants to stay in the AC and sure. watch TV. Or Well, it, it's funny, you know, and, and I hate to go back to referencing my dad every time, but, you know, he was a mechanic. He worked on everybody else's stuff, but never ours. See, I've, I can't tell you how many. I mean, that's what that's what Robin said the other night. Yeah. You know, he's like, I don't work on my stuff. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, I told you the story of I used to, and, and this kind of tells on the cars episode of the last episode y'all just did. Mm-hmm. My car, whenever I was in high school, was a 19... 19- 89 uh, this thing was brown 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 uh thunderbird two-door well it, it had something wrong with it where the battery would run down if you just cut it off and let it there so what does my dad do he doesn't fix it he tells me how to bypass it so whenever i pull up to the school every day the first thing i do is pop the hood turn the car off turn the switch back on so that way when i come out of school uh, and take the battery cable off so that way when i come out of school i put the battery cable on and can jump the solenoid to crank the car from the outside and then I can get in the car and go home. I mean, it was, it was that kind of stuff. So that that's awesome. But everybody made fun of me, but nobody else knew how to do it. So yeah. it's kind of a, you know, catch 22. Kind you of know, thing. that's one of those things too. Everybody hears like everybody knows the word solenoid. Sure. Nobody that's not a mechanic knows what the heck that it does. <laughs> that's one of those words. Like, you know, there are those words and those things out there that exist and everybody kind of knows it and will throw it around, but only a few people actually know what it is. That's one of those words. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a ton of words like that. Like, like, like I, I don't think I know what a solenoid... I know it's electrical and it makes something do something else. I don't... I mean, that's, I that's essentially it, because but I mean, I don't, you can use a solenoid I, in anything. But in this case, when you... I'm, I'm showing my... Showing yeah, my, you are. I'm showing off right here. Um, when you engage the solenoid, it engages the starter. Exactly. And that's what yeah. starts the car up. Yeah. So that's that's what a solenoid... It's basically a relay. By definition, sort of, does. Yes. It just engages something. Something yeah. else. Yeah. So, never that's in a million hilarious. years, I think I do a podcast on talking about cars. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's awesome. So, um, yeah. I always loved football. Never thought I'd be a coach or a youth coach at that, at that point. You know, here we are next week we start workout you know you were talking about y'all doing workouts right now um we do we, we're starting workouts come monday yeah so you know those are kind of things that just well that's 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 mine actually oh really yeah so growing up i i don't know why but like every time mom and dad would ask me if i wanted to play sports i'd say no sure and and looking back on it now i know that it was my grippling anxiety i had just crippling anxiety that just had a hold of me yeah and i didn't i didn't want to mess up i had this absolute fear a little bit i had this absolute fear of messing up and then when you when you put me in front of other people that i don't know oh yeah heck to the no so see i don't have that issue (laughs) i yeah no you don't i never wanted to play sports for that reason and so i never learned really right when i was young so it's one of those things reagan did my little brother reagan did play sports reagan did god reagan started playing baseball when he was like t-ball i mean he started at at that age you know three four years old and he was always the athlete right every 
every like weekend we were at a ballpark somewhere and I was watching him play ball and it was fine with me you know I was this I was a smart one I was the guy that made good <laughs> grades I'm just I'm being honest and he'll tell you the same thing he was the athletic one I was a smart one right. you know and I resented but I secretly resented sports so much not him not him but just sports in general because I had to spend so much of my time at that freaking ball field. At a ball field. And it just got, it's just like, how much of my life am I spending at a ballpark? Yeah. You know what I mean? Think of all so, the things I'm missing out, the other stuff I could be doing. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I could be hanging out with my friends, but no, mom and dad, they want me to support Reagan. I got to be here to cheer him on, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And none of your friends want to come to the ballpark to watch nope. your friend's brother nope. play ball. Not in the hot sun. Exactly. So... <laughs> Anyway, I uh, it, it it got to the point where I promised myself I would never support sports ever. Wow, <laughs> and, major resentment. And so yeah, and so it, it was it was deep. It was a deep kind of anger and frustration. I can see that. And now I'm a darn coach. Yeah. You know, it's that's what's so. And well, it's and, funny how you transitioned into it because you didn't have anything really to do with anything in sports through high school, and somebody. Hey, will you do this for yes. us for the football team? Yes. Well, that transitioned to you working at Auburn, and that's well, it's it's funny. So at my athlete, my foray into athletics started in in junior high in middle school, when the track coach at the time, who was a middle school teacher, he said, you know, they were doing field day whatnot, and they were doing the long jump, running long jump, standing long jump. I'm like. I'll do it. My, a couple of my buddies were doing it. Sure. I wanted to beat him. I had a, I'm really competitive. I was going to say, there's like, a competitive I'm very competitive. You know, all, everything that we do here, and it's crazy I want to be the that best you're at. that competitive, but never really played sports. Yeah. Well, and so I started, I did it, and I was, I won. I was good. You know, I, I was, <laughs> I was good. And so, I'm like, maybe I should do track. Right. Well, that was my eighth grade year. So, the next year, I'm like, but this was in May. You know, track season had ended. Oh, right. I was like, there was no way I could do it. So, I'm, okay, ninth grade year, I'm going to do track. Well, no joke, the fall semester of my freshman year, the head football coach and head basketball coach both asked me to film for them because I was in their PE class, got along with them great. They were awesome. They took care of me in PE. We talked. We actually had a lot in common when it came to stuff we enjoyed in terms of entertainment. They read. I read. This kind of thing. And so they're like, hey, Coach Walls at the time, hey, you want to film for me? And then Coach Rice, hey, you want to film for me too? Sure, why not? And they paid me. They took care of me. They gave me clothes. They paid me. And then it was just like I got addicted. Yeah. Because the the adrenaline rush of game day. Yep. Being around it. Exactly. It was just awesome. And then I got to be around some of my friends that played. Which was even better, right? I got, but and then, then you're not out there exerting yourself like they are. So you're like, kind of got no, the best but, of both worlds. You got the good part. But see, I wasn't even sports. thinking about that part. I yeah. was thinking it was, I have a job to do. I'm going to be the best guy at my job. Sure, I'm going to be the best videographer. I'm going to be the best manager. There, I'm going to be so good. They're not going to be able to to play without me or right. to practice without me. Right, they're going to miss me. Exactly. They're going to know when I don't show up because they're, they're going to miss go, me when I'm gone. Ex- yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that lovely performance. So please edit then, you know, my, my entire high school career sort of shifted from that with when that cornerstone was laid 
my fresh my fall semester my freshman year and ever since then it, it got to the point where coach entrusted me with you know i had a key to the field house i had a key to the locker rooms and because i was in charge of coming in helping clean that sort of thing mm-hmm. on a rotation and just being an athletic sort of assistant and i helped uh football boys basketball girls basketball and baseball those were my four main sports well then i graduate i get a full ride to auburn alabama and jsu i try so hard to get on with the alabama football team they're like nope we're good we're fo- we're full we don't have anybody mm. so i knew so prior to were you an auburn guy before that? i was an alabama i've been an alabama i was an alabama fan up until the age of 18 when they said no when they said no and then I said, okay, well, I know I can go. I had a spot. The video coordinator at JSU wanted me to come. He recruited me. He said, Sam said, his name was Sam Ogden. He's actually the video Sam. coordinator. You know Sam? We we did the spread defensive clinic. Sam was there. That's Sam, man. Different Sam. Never mind. I don't know Sam. Sa- yeah. <laughs> this Sam, after, after JSU, he went to USA, then SMU, then Arkansas. Now he's the head video coordinator at Clemson hmm. football. But Sam really wanted me to come, and looking back on it, he would have been a great guy to work for. Sure. But I actually, Auburn ended up offering me a position on the football team, and I'm going, FCS, FBS, FCS, FBS. And right. I said, I'm going FBS. But my parents were Alabama fans. My brother was – everybody in the family were all Alabama fans. And here I am. I'm going to Auburn. And my first two years, I was in the video department. Really, all four years, I was in the video department. But my last two years, I'd sort of almost transitioned to like an operations position to where I was working with the director of football operations, the associate athletic director of football, director of player personnel, the equipment manager, the video coordinator, and the head trainer and the team doctor. And I was sort of helping them and kind of sort of on the operations side of things, technically still in the video department, but sort of on the operations side of things. And that's sort of where I really fell in love with football especially. Mm-hmm. And then, and so my plans were, my plans were to go into operations. Never in my life did I think I would coach, right? right. So I graduate from Auburn, get my education degree, come back to Asheville, and plan to do media stuff and athletic operations. That was my plan. Mm-hmm. To fast forward two and a half years, almost three, three years in August. Here I am, chief of staff for Asheville football, and a coach. Yep. And I'm going for it like today. Our hey, Shay wasn't at practice. Mm-hmm. I had to address the team after practice was something the head coach always does. Right. And it was crazy. It's like <laughs> never in a million years did I think I would be standing here. But here I am addre- running first a football off, team. I'm ru- I'm running right. basically running a football team. Right. And I'm I'm not the head coach and I don't ever want to be a head coach, but it was just the most surreal moment going, if my parents could see this right now, they would be going, What the heck is going on? <laughs> you know well, it's funny seeing your demeanor completely change because here we are on a podcast. We're, we're, yeah. we're, we're talking. We're yeah. going home. One or the other. But I, I, I swung by practice the other night. Yeah. And motivational Nick Wilson makes me want to run through a wall. I'm just going to tell you. That's right. You did. I yeah, we were conditioning. Yeah. Conditioning. And you were just rooting the guys on. And I'm just like, yeah. man, I would play for a coach like that. So you do. Well, a thank good you. Job. That's that actually 
you don't know how much that means to me. That's <laughs> awesome so, that somebody like you would say that. That that means a lot. But you know, what it all comes down to is and this is what I keep telling myself when I ask myself, why the heck am I here? You know, how did I get here? It's one of those things kind of sort of goes back to what you were talking about, that relationship with your father. Right. You know, I feel like is the foundation of what you were talking about. Every time you do those things that you never really thought you'd be doing, you sort of go back and think about him. Sure. It's thinking about these kids, man. Yeah. I just love them to death. They get on my last nerve. <laughs> my last nerve. And you've got, what, 30, 40 of them that do that? Yes. I've got one, and yes. I'm like pulling my hair out. At least you don't have to go home with them all the time. That is, that's great, because honestly. That's when awesome. When you coach them and you have to go home Woo. with them, it's, it's, it's like having 30 or 40. I cannot imagine having to go. Well, Maze, if you ever <sighs> listen to this, I'm sorry. I love you. But you make me want to put my hair yeah. out sometimes. No, I've got I've got three of them that are basically like mine, Fufu, Pookie, and Cole, and they don't listen to the podcast, so I can talk. I can say whatever. Uh, again, I want to you about should it, but... really plug this podcast <laughs> to the players as well. God, they don't. You know, I don't think any of them know I host a podcast. See, everybody. There's a ton of people that know I host a podcast. I don't yeah. think many people actually listen <laughs> to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but. Those three jokers right there. And it's not like I love anybody more than, you know. Oh, sure. It's not like you love one one of your kids more than the other. Sure. But those three right there, they, they're just, they I love them to death. And I'm really close with the family. And so I'll go over on Sunday nights and have dinner with them. And it'll be me and Cole sitting there on the couch, not next to one another, talking about whatever, life, that sort of thing. And then the next day we're at practice and, and he'll tell me every now and then, he's like, you're just you're just a completely different person. And I'm going, well, I have to be. I can't be the guy that's sitting next to you on the couch and we're talking about sure. wrestling or we're talking about, you know. You've got to treat them like you treat everybody. Exactly. You can't show any kind of favoritism. And, and they call me, they, they have to, they know. They right. know that it's Coach Wilson at practice. Yeah, well, there's there's so, a fine line there because I, oh, yeah. I have to tell that Maze, I have to tell Maze that all the time. It's like I'm dad here, but I'm coach there. Yeah, and when exactly. I'm crawling you as coach, don't take it personal. It doesn't mean I don't love you. It just means I know you can do better, and I'm exactly. going to get you to do better. So, and that's something I have to constantly tell the kids. We all have to constantly tell the kids. Oh, you yeah. can understand as a coach, you know, just because we crawl your tail doesn't mean we don't love you. It means we want you to get better. Right. We Are expect some, more out of it because we know you can do it. Exactly. Yeah. Are there some coaches out there that just scream and yell and don't have your best interest at heart absolutely but sure. that doesn't mean that i'm that coach you know i'm telling you i have your best interest at heart there's a there's a trust there just trust me you know but i never in a million years would have thought that i would one right like right now i'm wearing an auburn pullover yeah, never thought I've, i'd be wearing i've added a couple of times if you're talking <laughs> about being an alabama guy up until then i never thought i'd be i've got that hat right there, that CBS on SEC hat, yeah. got it because of Auburn. Sure. You know, my SEC West Division Championship ring, because of Auburn. My education, Auburn. It's like, you know, everything in my life that's going great now, you know, it's because of this job and it's because of the good Lord. Yeah. You know, I, I would not be, and that's another thing, you know, I growing up, I, I kept telling my parents, I'm never going to have kids. I'm never going to, and I don't, but I want to now, but I... That's something else that I think is also a little ironic. Now I've got what I consider to be hundreds of kids. Yeah, you know, especially my players, that you my can students sit at home and my every players. Night. Thank you. <laughs> well, I, 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 but I, you know, a lot of players don't understand this. You know, we do go home and we 
think about oh, yeah. you guys. You know, for any of those, any of you that might be listening, you know, I I worry about my kids. Yeah, when when and, you're not around, just like a parent would. Exactly. You know, when, when you turn sixteen, kid goes off. You you're worried about them the whole entire time no joke. until they come back. Exactly. Exactly. Fufu just got his his truck, his first truck. He got his driver's license and he got his truck. I say just; it was back in February, but right. you know, I still worry about him. Yeah. And I and and two, it's one of those things, and I never thought I'd feel this way. But it's like, am I going to get to see him as much now that he's got a car? Now that he can go off and do right. you know whatever? And that's part of growing up. That's what I'm going but, through right now with Maze. You know, he's exactly. twelve. He's right on that cusp of dad's still cool, but another year or so, dad's not going to be cool. I want to hang out with my friends. Exactly. Dad's lame. Exactly. And I'm exactly. trying my best not to be that dad. Yeah, but I'm I'm kind of crazy too sometimes. Yeah. So <laughs> you are. It's okay. But it's like, and I know you can relate to this because you and I both were were kids at one point. We were both adolescents. No, we weren't. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was manufactured in China. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> sorry, I don't. <laughs> anyway, but I, you know, it's one of those things where, and this is so weird, but. As the kids, for instance, this senior class that just graduated, they were my first group that I taught. Right. They were, they were, I'm, I teach juniors, and they were juniors when I was Sorry. hired on to Asheville. And they just graduated. And it's, it was rough. Yeah. It was rough for me. I bet. And like, foo, you know, foo driving, that's, that's hard. That's hard on me. And because I know he's growing up, he, he's not, look, he's not worried about me. No. You know, he's worried about friends and, and his peer group and fun. fun, you know. Same with Cole. Yep. Cole and Luke. You know, they're both, you know, Pookie's been driving. Pookie got his driver's license one year into me knowing him. And so I've, I'm used to him driving. But Pookie's very different from, from Fufu. Mm-hmm. And so I never imagined I would be in a position where I love kids that much, where I have these feelings about them. Like this, where like I is that is that weird to say? No, I never no. imagined I would care about kids <laughs> <laughs> as but, deeply as you do. Yes, yeah, we'll, we'll yes. put that prepositional phrase on the backside of it. Yes, and it, it, you know what's funny though? When we first got together, yeah. and we were talking about what the, what this episode was scheduled to be. Yeah. It is crazy that it has literally morphed. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. No, no, about no. That. That's I'm fine. Sorry about that. But yeah, no, because the original concept when Brandon and I wrote this episode, it was. Raising a family, right. having kids, and raising a family. Right. Obviously, and, 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 I really wanted to talk about. That. <laughs> well, like you, but, obviously, you, anyway, you don't have children. I don't have biological children. I'm not married. Right. So but you, I would. But, l- you, but you have kids. I, I do. Yeah. What and and here's another thing. It's though. the same thing. Tenfold. I feel like you can empathize with me. People don't understand what it's like to be a teacher and a coach and have kids that aren't your biological kids. I don't really think. Well, no, I mean, would you say so? Last year, I helped Brandon with the five, six, and seven year old coaching football. I didn't know. I knew one of them. I knew Brandon's son. That's the only one out of all of them that I knew. There was 18 of them, I think. I got to know them. I got to kind of hang out with them. You know, they still come up to me and call me coach. I mean, and it's just one of those things of just, wow, this is what this is. This is what this is. And just that, that, that fulfillment of that is. Is, is really a driving force. It, it makes you want to, hey, that's what makes it worth it. That relationship that I built with that kid. That kid may not remember anything else, but he's going to remember Coach Coach Clint loved me enough to show me how to do it right here, 
and I'm going to remember it forever. Exactly. Girl, girl wise. Yeah. Coach, uh, he was my coach. He's my peewee coach in fourth grade. First time Asheville ever had a peewee team. I was in fourth grade, part of that that 115 pound team or whatever it was. Love that man because of that to this day. So, I just, and I've said this on on Dog Talk before that I hope I have that just a minuscule amount of influence to kids as he had on me. Yeah. So that's as well, close as it gets, buddy. But I'm telling you, it's it's tenfold when you have a kid. Yeah. And I, when and they get I, twelve, you just long for the days when they were little. <laughs> I, I cannot, I cannot wait to have kids. Good, good Lord, willing. It, um, that's again, it's just crazy to think that's where so much of my time and energy goes right now is into all of this and into just sports in general. Mm-hmm. When I was, <laughs> I resented sports so much as a kid and I never wanted to have kids. I didn't, you know, I just, I didn't get it. And, and the Lord was like, Nope, we're going to change all that. Wow. And, and here I am, I've done a complete 180. Yep. Uh, and I'm sitting here, Literally, we got done. We got done with practice about an hour and a half ago. Mm-hmm. You showed up right as the last kid was leaving, mm-hmm. and we had to. I had to wait for him to leave, obviously, for his parent to get there. But you know, it's just I don't know, man. It's awesome. I just I have one of the best jobs in the world. That's a that was a big tangent. I, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. No, that's fine. Um, I do want to close with um, one thing. I didn't think I'd ever do is podcasting and directing. Now, you are a director, I'm man. A director, you director, are a director slash producer slash. Do you know what your title is? I don't even think you know what your. Title is. I don't even know what my title is. Your title, your titles are director and producer. Like when you go on the Asheville Athletics website, right? Those are your official titles. Well, there you director, go. producer. There you go. I, I've obviously never shown you that. No, you showed me that, but okay, I didn't know yeah. it was a director or producer. I thought it was something yeah. else. Yeah. So you're you and you and Mickey are directors, producers. Ah, there it is. What? I, I was wait, waiting. Oh, little, Mickey. Yeah, yeah, Mickey. Yeah, yeah. We had to yeah. get a Mickey. Mickey Sorry, reference I didn't even do it on going. purpose. It I know. Just, that's why I was waiting for you to go for it because yeah. I didn't know how we were going to work it. In. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you and Mickey are directors and producers. I'm just a director, executive producer. Well, pretty soon you're just going to be a li- liaison. I'm just going to be like the guy that makes sure everything just happens. You'll be the man behind the curtain. Yes. <laughs> the less people see of me on screen, the better. I don't. I don't think that way. But I understand your your schedule is going to kind of dictate that yes. part of it. So Yeah. I Dude, mean, when football too. season rolls around, I'm just going to be honest with you, Clint, it'll probably be the first 30 minutes of dog talk is just going to be y'all. I'm not even going to be here. Well, so I'll be up there. If it so, if it takes it, that's what it takes. I just have to learn how to get it all set up. <laughs> you, well, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> Having met you and knowing, I never thought you'd be a director or producer <laughs> Wait, is that an insult? <laughs> no, no. I just, I never, because I'd never seen that side of you before. Right. I didn't know that you were capable of that. When, Like, when you get focused, you... Yeah, get out of my way. You are like, okay, let's do this, and let's do it right. Right. That's the big thing. You're like, let's do it right, you know? Um, you couldn't tell well, yeah, by actually, that Mickey's episode. It that, got better. <laughs> it did. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You were thrown into the fire on that uh, one a little bit, but it, but but you did great. I only I'm got be second degree burns. We're good. You you tell me about that experience, by the way. So, guys, for context, Clint produced a hour and a half live 
awards show at a Mexican restaurant for our athletic department yeah. and directed and produced it. What was that like for you? Well, I mean, even before we we wrote it, we we you and I yes, you we, and I did write it. We said, it, yes. "Hey, this is this is where we're going to stand. This is what we're going to do." This we is did what write we're the talk show. About. Yeah. We wrote the whole entire show. That was the easy part. I thought it was easy. Yeah, <laughs> and then like I think I had only really played with you know all the directing tools and everything like once before maybe twice just kind of playing with it a little bit like you were right over my shoulder okay do this do this and then once i was kind of doing it by myself well then we had a what a two-month layoff at least before between our before our last episode and that episode so everything's gone at that point so i'm like freaking out like i know what we're gonna do i know where we gotta go i don't know how to do it (laughs) so that's where like and then as we get lies, it gets closer and closer. You just get nervous, and you're like, and, and you'll see it when you start. It, it clicks here and it clicks there, and this is playing, but this isn't playing, and the music's still on in the background. And look, I've been doing it for oh years now, and it still gets it still gets heavy. There's there's a lot there. There's yeah. a lot there. So it, well, it it makes it more complicated because we don't have a sound guy. Right. We don't have a sound uh, an audio mixer uh, or an audio producer, and that makes it hard because. You know, doing the video side is is complicated, but then you add audio on top of it, and it adds a whole other dimension. Yeah, it's apples to things. and oranges, yeah. So that's that's our next step is adding in an audio guy. I thought you did a really good job, to well, be honest. You you give me more credit than I give myself because the, the first part was awful in my book, and then it got a lot better, and yeah. then and then I, it ended. <laughs> Well, it ended. Well, I sneezed one time and cut to a to a dead camera. Oh, did you? Yeah, I sneezed no. one time and cut to a dead camera, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh gosh, how do I get back?" I like I panicked, but yeah. then there at the end, I don't know what happened with the audio again. Yeah, something happened, but well, okay, it, it, it's so, an enjoyable experience, and I really, really do enjoy it. And like you're talking about full circle, that has brought me full circle into this. You guys started doing this for like a, a whole season, probably a season and a half before I ever really came on. Yeah, we we had been. And I'm like, Man, you this came is in awesome. Yeah, you came in halfway on season two. But you well, know, as a guest, right? Mickey asked me to come on because yeah. he needed a guest, and 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 I really enjoyed it and enjoyed you know hanging out with you guys. I'm like, hey, this is this is neat. You know, I hadn't really set foot in Asheville High School since. What year did I graduate? 2002? Maybe 2004. My sister graduated in three, and I might have come back, you know, for football games and basketball games and stuff like that. Still had family here, but I hadn't really been at You know, kids started. He's at the elementary school, so I'm not really at the high school. And all of a sudden, hey, people know me now. Like, there were kids up there on the football field saying, hey, Coach Clint. And, like, I've never coached him. Like, hey, Coach Clint, you want to race? I'm like, no. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, just, just the relationships and stuff. And I said, it's it's literally full circle. Never in a million years I think I'd be back here doing anything, much less what I'm doing. Well, now you're kind of like, you know, it's not that we're not we're not winning any Emmy Awards or Oscars. And we're not, not you know, being watched by millions of people. Yeah, not yet. We're not being watched by but millions of people. we're getting watched by some bigwigs in, in certain times. Yes. and But here's the thing. Our community pays attention yes. to us. And that, I think, is great, you know. And people, what what's always crazy to me is, and I don't know, has this ever happened to you? But, like, I'll, I'll be in town and somebody will see me. And then they'll talk to me about what happened on the latest episode of Dog Talk. No, that has not happened. That's happened to me two or three times. And it's just, it's been crazy because I'm like, okay, what are you talking about? And then I realize, oh, they're talking about something that happened on the show. <laughs> or they're talking about something that we did in a video. Right. You know, for I was on the phone, it was kind of crazy. I was on the phone with the revenue commissioner of Blunt County yesterday 
And he's like, yeah, I saw that interview y'all did uh, with uh, y'all's new head coach. Watch the whole thing. And he was ex I'm like, I'm just going. I forget that people watch this. Yeah. <laughs> I forget that people watch this stuff, you know? Well, the first time I thought that I was kind of big wig was the county tournament. Because you you yeah. had put... Uh, that was talk. a lot of work, man. Well, it, it was, but you, but you had put uh, dog talk on on loop on the TV out here at the concession stand. Yeah, and I walked by and I see myself on TV. I'm like, uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> and there were and, and like, there were people looking at me yeah. and looking at TV yeah. and looking at me and like, is because that you? As they were standing in line, people would watch the show. Right. Yeah. And then we went to the we hosted the finals at a different location, and in that gym they had a, like a giant digital billboard, right. and we put we put the show or an advertisement for the show on that billboard and you were on that advertisement too. I don't know if you noticed that. I didn't notice that. But, but then, then we did the interviews. But then you, we did the interviews on the court. Awful. On the Yeah, they, were, they, weren't, they weren't great. But, <laughs> but, but you, we like the lights and the cameras and yeah. you, were, you and Calvin were on air and interviewing coaches and players and people were staring and watching and they're like, hey, there's a, that silver-haired fox. <laughs> Doing that interview, what's his name? Uh, no one said that. No, no one nobody, said that. No, you're right. Nobody said that. But I mean, do you? So you never really thought you would express? Did you even know you were creative? Like no, that? no, uh, Nick. I didn't know you. I, you yeah. <laughs> you, the first time I met you or had any dealings with you, yeah, you had sent out a schedule for the upcoming football season, and you had senior night highlighted with whatever team we were playing and it was an away game and i sent you a message that said hey this is wrong <laughs> and you corrected was it? it yes you were that guy i was that guy because, no way. because then we saw each other you know at fouts like that's right. a couple of days that's later right. and yeah. you said oh it was you like and it was like that's that's where i met you i mean literally yeah, that's that where is I met you. yeah so that's crazy how long ago was that how long have we known each other Two years, <laughs> two and a half years, God, pretty seems much. Seems like we've known each other longer than that. Well, just because we're 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 likable guys. Well, we talk we talk just about every other day. Yeah, we do. That's that's another thing. I'm becoming your new Mickey. Yeah, <laughs> he better watch out. He better watch out. He's got competition. Well, he's getting ready for retirement. Well, there's that too. Well, you talk about um, being creative, and I've kind of held this under under the hat a little bit. Like you and I kind of talked about wanting to do some stuff creative, and then you know the COVID stuff's kind of going on, and all of a sudden life starts picking back up. We haven't really had time to really get into that, but I kind of needed something to do at the time. I don't know why I started a blog. Yeah, why am I starting a blog? I don't know. You told yeah, I remember you telling me that, and And I was just doing it like okay, hey, we're just gonna throw it out there, see what happens. Well, as much as I hated you know writing stuff and typing stuff in high school, when you start really kind of Putting stuff, and it's terrible. It's a terrible blog. I enjoy it. You go back and, and read it, and it's like you even said it, it doesn't sound like you're talking. Like it's not. It yeah, I don't like think you found your you. voice yet. Right. But it's. But I enjoy it so. Just the content, and I'm trying to make it grammatically as correct as it's supposed to be. But it's a blog, so it kind of can't be like you can make paragraphs, but then the paragraphs don't meet up, and then it, it's kind of odd. But I started a blog. I don't know. Uh, and it was Do just, you enjoy it? And I've enjoyed it. I've posted it at least once a week. Um, right now, I'm talking about building our porch. There's pictures of building the porch and all the stuff we've done. There's a picture of my stepdaughter's injury where she run into a board. She's got a <laughs> she's got a big scab on her head because of it. So um, crazy. Uh, it's just. 2019 and 2020 has been good for Clint from the electronics standpoint. Yeah, yeah. 
did like, you know, when it comes to being, and this is something that I really love talking to people about, you know, when you and I were writing, well, you and I have actually written several stuff together. Yeah, we, we did the commercial. We, we That was the first thing you and I wrote right. together. And, and I had let, so much fun doing that. Well, I let really me clarify did. for people. So, like, when you hear people in television or movies or music or podcasts tell you they're, when they wrote something or when they write something or how they write something, and there's multiple writers. Like, when you see those credits written by, you know, usually it's, okay, that person or those people sat in a room Mm-hmm. talked about it and jotted down their ideas because I, th- I feel like you know there's behind the scenes footage of a director directing there's behind the scenes footage of a producer producing right there's behind the scenes footage of a cinematographer filming something but there's not behind the scenes footage of writers writing a whole lot no not really because it's such this it's, it's a very vague a theory like well usually got three or four people that are just bouncing ideas off each other and they exactly jot it down exactly i mean you you've seen like what you think a writing room would look like, like, you know, sometimes a comedy will say, okay, well, here, here's our writers and this is what they're yeah. doing. And it's like, you know, and then all of a sudden a cat runs out. Ha ha ha. That'd yeah. be great. You know, and they've jot it down on a board and they make it happen. So, um, yeah, you don't really see that behind the scenes. Part well, it, of it. Because it's so, and the creativeness, it, it goes exactly. Into it. But it's because I think the reason is that it's so, it's so different for different people yeah you know like when you and i write something is different than when jay and i or kevin and i or brandon and i write something right you know i honestly it's better when, well <laughs> i don't i don't know about that. <laughs> when you and i sat down to write the promo commercial for the season finale of dog talk which didn't end up happening the way that we thought it was going to happen but when you and i sat down to write that promo commercial we wrote that what over a two-day period pretty much we bounced ideas i mean we, we kind of wrote it in like an hour I was but honestly a little surprised. We we wrote it. I think actually it took us about two hours, two and a half hours to write. Sure. And then I went back and changed. I went back, and it took me about another hour to change a couple of things, right, and make it fit right. But yeah, but I mean, in, in total, I had probably four hours invested into it. It didn't take long for a one minute commercial. <laughs> no, this Joker was only thirty seconds. The the front and the back. Together yes. was only thirty seconds. Yes, okay. I think so. Yeah, if I remember right. Yeah. Okay. But like, and then you and I, when you and I wrote the Ospies show, that took what two or three hours? A couple hours. Just, to, I mean, it, the writing so much was more of. I don't know. How was, do you feel was, about the writing process? If I have, I I don't feel that it would be something I could do by myself. Really. I, I don't I don't think that I'm because here's my you 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 talk about um, being anxious and anxiety setting in I get a little anxious when I'm trying to make something good because I in my head I'm thinking you know it's like when you say something out loud and yeah. you meant to be funny and nobody laughs that's what writing to me feels like it's like yeah. I'm saying something and nobody's finding what I'm seeing in it nobody's th- thinking that's funny nobody's thinking that it's entertaining so. I do better when I'm bouncing ideas with somebody and then somebody just says, no, that idea is terrible. We're not going to go that way. Okay. Which that's, hasn't that's happened, it, thankfully. But That's interesting. I love writing with other people for that same reason. I love bouncing ideas off of the wall and seeing what sticks and going, what do you think? Right. Hey, let's do it this way. Because, 
you know, if I had written, because going into writing that promo commercial for the season finale of Dog Talk, you know, the whole concept is, is the guys on air got fired and now they're working at Mikasita and, you know, <laughs> that, that whole thing. It was, it was a funny bit. It was like a, one of those sports center commercials. Right. Which is where we wanted to go with it. Yeah. But if I had written it by myself, which when you and I went into the writer's room to basically write it out, I kind of already had it in my head how I wanted it written, but it didn't come out nearly that way, nearly like I had it in my brain right. because of your influence. And I I think it's better for that. I think it's better having your having had your influence on the commercial and having written it the way that you and I did, I feel like it was better. And then being able to go in and then knowing what you and I talked about in the writer's room, putting it on paper in the script and then going and directing it and starring in it. Right. <laughs> that was, and producing it, it was awesome because my hand was sort of in the pool at every step every of the creative step, yeah. process. And, and I'm the one that edited it too. So pre-production, production and post-production, I had a hand in it all and it was just awesome. That's another thing that I never thought I'd be doing when I got, to this point, you know, I never thought I would be this media, video, film, like driven. giant. Not no, not near <laughs> giant. I'm definitely not Steven Spielberg or or you know like Martin Scorsese or anything like that. But just this this guy that loves making right movies and videos so much like I do. I don't know. Again, it's just I guess that that came with the realization that. Like, one day it just kind of clicked. Oh, yeah, I am kind of creative. Yeah. Okay. Kind of the same thing. Kind of the same thing. Cause, when I mean, did you realize you were creative? Or or was it a slow sort of realization? It was kind of a slow realization, but, I, I mean, honestly, the most creative thing I had done up to, you know, started doing this was the pot, our podcast. Yeah. And that was just on a, a shake and a whim and say, hey, let's just do it. And we, we, we grabbed a mic. It was a rainy day, and the audio quality is terrible. But that's where I got some of that stuff from. I started editing. It. I was like, man, this we can't put this out. And we <laughs> ended up doing it. But, we, yeah, I mean, it was it was just awful. But then, you know, you start looking into better equipment. You look into, you know, sound rooms and, and different things. And just and, and, and to me, that's where some of that, that and my, a lot of my background is quality, you know, quality assurance, quality control kind of stuff. So, you know, I, I look at the product or listen to the product in this case and say, eh, this is not good. We got to do better. If we're going to keep doing it. We got to <laughs> yeah. do better. Yeah. And that's where some of the, you know, the dog talk stuff, you know, about me not liking it. You keep telling me, oh, you did pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. I'm just like, no, I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. And that's, I guess, where some of that comes from. So, but well, as far as like when I really kind of realized I was creative, I guess that was, that was kind of it. It was just when we kind of started doing the podcast and it was just, like I said, it was a, it was a shake and a whim and say, Hey, let's just do it. What role do you feel most comfortable in writer, producer, or director? Wherever I'm most needed. That's the simplest answer I can tell you. I can, I can do anything that I'm needed to do that someone needs me to do. I'm the least comfortable writing. I'm the most comfortable producing but I want to direct. Is that weird? Is that that's no? I mean, because because right again, you know, like I said, I haven't written a whole lot. That's that's the thing. I don't have a whole lot of experience doing it. I have a lot of experience producing and directing. More so, producing. Well, I mean, if you twist my arm, I'd probably say I I, I don't I least enjoy the writing. But like I said, writing by myself, I couldn't be the lead writer, yeah. the sole writer. It would have yeah. to be a do you know that show on HBO Chernobyl? 
Yes. Heard, have you loved seen it? it? Yes. Do you know that one guy wrote all that? Well, see, there wasn't a, little, a writer's room. It was one guy. It's a little different in that because that's based on a true story. I mean, the story's kind of yes, there, but it's still like you still got to make it entertaining. He wrote all that dialogue, is what I'm saying. Oh, really? Like literally, he. The, it wasn't a writer's room. He wrote the whole show by himself. It's kind of like Good Will Hunting. Can you imagine that? Yeah. 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 I mean, think about how great that movie is. And that was, well, I mean, it was Matt that Damon was, and... Uh, yeah, Matt Damon and... Uh, ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, yeah. And they were they were younger than me when they wrote that. Yeah. They what were like early 20s. <laughs> I know. I know. It's... Yeah. But... So, you want to go ahead and, and start making some recommendations? Uh, yeah. Uh, kind of spin off of what we originally started talking about. I'm going to recommend someone go out and do something with their hands. Go... Go... Plant a garden. Go, go, change your oil. Uh, build a bookcase. Something. Just do something with your hands, because you, there's nothing more rewarding, especially if you do a good job of it. Of just doing something yourself, or doing or building something yourself. It's just there's there's so much that goes to it. Like earlier, I was talking about some of the things that you know we I didn't know I was going to do. I mean, we, we've done a deck, um, put a roof on the deck. Uh, <laughs> Which, which was crazy because I'm not great with heights. Um, we we put up a, a beadboard wall in the house. Um, I've taken down a door and replaced it with a bigger door. Um, so, I mean, you had to remove studs and things like that. Uh, Sheetrock work. That scares me. That scares yeah. me. I mean, I wouldn't walk underneath that door, absolutely. But <laughs> <laughs> actually, it's the door that goes to our to our broadcast studio at home. There you So, and the only reason the door <laughs> got go. bigger is because we had to take the old door out to put the sofa that's in there because it wouldn't fit through the door. So, I had to take the old door out just to where it's just the frame, get it in, put the, put the old door back in. And I said, I'm not... I'm not taking the door back down to get the sofa out without yeah. just getting a bigger door. So I just got a bigger door. That's I'm smart. So glad we did. But um, plumbing, I never thought I'd do, do plumbing. I mean, there's it's just I enjoy plumbing. Stuff. Yeah, I, mean, I enjoy that. It's crazy. But yeah. go do something. Go dig a I hole. I like that, man. Go dig I a do. hole. I, you know, I played in the mud when I was little. That's I still count do for something. I still do actually. I don't play in the mud like I'm I used 24. to, but uh, I used to have a lot of fun when I did. <laughs> We should we should just go we should just go play in the mud, not just us. Like that would be weird. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Is it right? Gosh, on side? we can go. Do I, it just, now. I just I just <laughs> yeah, foot in mouth. All well, right. I mean, uh, but like you talking about playing in the mud, playing go play in the rain. Yes, go play in the rain. I tell people that all the time. And they look at me like I'm weird. Right, you'd be surprised the number of kids growing up. We'd, it'd be thundering and lightning. We'd be outside jumping on the trampoline. Yes. Because it's wet. Yes. There's nothing more fun as a kid than a wet trampoline. There's nothing more disturbing as an adult than, than a wet trampoline. Yes. My little nephew came up and got on Maze's trampoline, and it was hot that day. Of course, trampolines are, you know, the, the, the mat's black. So we had to go get the water hose and watered it down. He had a ball. The next day, I mowed, and it was just a mud hole underneath that thing. So, uh, That's awesome, though. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, go be a kid. You know, nobody says just because you're old, you can't go be a kid. That's like three recommendations. Go so, play, go build something, do something with your hands. Be a kid. I've got uh, a recommendation. It's actually another podcast. It's called... Hold on. Crap. Where did it go? I Spy. 
Okay. By it's produced by Foreign Policy, and it's a podcast that's. Oh, I'm playing it right now. Hold on, sorry. <laughs> um, it's a podcast that talks about real life spy stories. Real life spies come on and are interviewed, and that they talk neat. about their experience. It's so cool. But, I spy because by foreign you, policy. You, you know, or, or most people know of you know the Washington spies. You know that went on yes, during the Revolutionary yeah, yeah. War. You know about some of the. Some of the other stuff like the Vietnam and the, and there's some stuff going on which you, you kind of know about you kind of don't. Yeah. Well, there hasn't been a major. I say major. I mean, I know we're in a war over in the Middle East, you know, off and on here lately, but you don't really hear about these black op missions like that. But and it's that, so that cool. seems like yeah, that seems like it'd be something that says, "Hey, I was doing this black ops mission they, they when nobody like, knew what was going on." But they not only interview American spies; they interview international spies. I just got done listening to a uh, the the latest episode that I listened to was about a Muslim gentleman from Canada who was radicalized by was it the Taliban? I cannot remember. Maybe the Mujahideen. I cannot remember specifically. But then after nine eleven, he was like, "Okay, wait a minute, what am I doing?" And he and he sort of de-radicalized himself. He went and got educated. He he looked at the Quran, learned the Qurans, and because he says in the podcast, he's like, "These jihadists use only certain snippets certain of the Quran snippets, to right. back up." But if you read the whole text and the and you get the context of what the Quran is saying, sure. it's different. It, yeah. it means something more peaceful. Anyway, he worked with the Canadian Security and Intelligence Service to bag the Toronto, these Toronto Muslim terrorists that were getting ready to blow up Parliament. And he he was the mole. He was the inside man. And he talks about how he was recruited and what happened and the specifics and this kind of thing. But it's just so interesting, man, the the world of, you know, espionage spy, and spies. Yeah. And I don't know. It's so cool. That's funny because that kind of sounds like an episode of Lost. There, I mean, sort of, yeah. There, yeah. There's an episode where there's there's a Muslim, Saeed. Saeed, yeah. And Great character. Great, Love Saeed. Oh, gosh, yes. Um, where he kind of infiltrates this to in order to get to his his true love yeah. that he's kind of lost contact with and get her out of trouble. So life becomes movie and movie becomes life. It's yeah, crazy. It's, so. it's awesome. But that's that's pretty much going to wrap this episode of talk or go home up we've we've just hit our mark and we're getting all our fans in the studio are telling us it's time to it's time to go but uh clint man thanks for coming on man i've had a great time this has been really fun um we need to get you on more often well i'm a phone call away sir you know that and you know in 10 minutes away and 10 minutes away <laughs> give me give me a phone call give me 10 minutes i can be here so yeah, yeah. but i've had a lot of fun talking well, it's not really talking. It's been a lot of fun, but I think it's time. I don't know how. How do y'all do this? You can talk or go home. We were supposed to be Mustache Mountain, and you shaved your mustache. <laughs> I'm disappointed. <laughs> that is it. That's the ending.